You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. So in the end, for me, it's it's no longer enough just to say that God is love. If our ideas of God's love, if that doesn't also address love of neighbor in a very real, concrete, material way, then we're still missing the mark. Welcome to episode 493. My name is Herb Montgomery, and our title this week is A Case for a Politically Compassionate, Distributive Justice-Minded Christianity. And our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. This is Matthew 22, 34 through 46. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. While the Pharisees were together, were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then? That David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord, for he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So, a version of our reading this week is found in in each of the synoptic gospels you can find it in mark uh, 12 28 through 34 you can find it in luke 10 25 through 29 and each quotes two passages from the hebrew scriptures deuteronomy 6 4 through 5 and leviticus 19 18 in uh, deuteronomy 6 it reads hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength In Leviticus 19, it reads, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So the Gospels attest that the early Jesus movement and the historical Jesus both favored this interpretive move of defining fidelity to God as love of neighbor, using this lens to to, to interpret the, the Torah. Fidelity to the God of the Torah, it impacted in this interpretation how one concretely and materially related to others. Love to God was expressed through the love of neighbor and and believe to be to we because we believe that that neighbor was made in the image of god and that love of neighbor it meant something specific it was again concrete social justice circles today often say that social justice is simply what love looks like in public and and this is similar to how the early jesus jewish um, the Jewish Jesus, rather, movement interpreted Torah fidelity as well. So this interpretive lens, it has lots of history in Jewish wisdom. 
It's most often attributed to the progressive Pharisee uh, Hillel, the, 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 or the compassionate Pharisee Hillel. And, and the story is that Hillel was approached by a, a, a proselyte one day who asked if Hillel could teach the questioner the entire Torah while the student stood on one foot. And Hillel responded, what you find hateful, do not do to another. This is the whole law. Everything else is commentary. Go and learn that. And I'll put a, a reference to for that story in this week's Eastside. But for most of the Jesus story, uh, Jesus sides with Hillel's more progressive interpretive lens of of love, um, the more compassionate interpretive lens of love. And there are only two cases where Jesus departs from Hillel. There's the the Pharisaical school of Hillel. Remember, it was not the only school of interpretation in Jesus' time. There was another popular sect of of Pharisees that was uh, the school of Shammai. And Shammai was deeply concerned with protecting Jewish culture, uh, Jewish identity and distinctiveness. And one of the, the subjects where Jesus departs from Hillel and agrees with Shammai is the subject of divorce. The school of Hillel taught that a husband could divorce his wife for any reason at all. And in a patriarchal society, this led to systemic economic injustice toward wives who were sent away by their husbands. On this issue, however, Jesus sided with Shammai. In one gospel, he states that divorce was simply not allowed. In another, he says that uh, it was allowed, but only in the context of infidelity. And again, I believe that, that this teaching... It was concerned primarily with the economic hardships that unconditional divorce placed on women who found themselves on the receiving end of this practice in the patriarchal cultures of the first century, just simply trying to survive. The, the second area where Jesus disagreed with Hillel was also economic. Hillel was the originator of the, the prosible exception, a, a rich creditor could declare a loan plausible and therefore make it immune to cancellation in, in years such as like the year of Jubilee. And remember that there was no middle class in Jesus' society. Many people depended on, on loans just to survive. So if a year when debts were to be canceled was approaching, um, many of the rich creditors would simply not make any loans because they believe they were going to lose on them if they were canceled the following year. And this left many uh, without the means of survival. So out of concern, um, Hillel made an exception available. Lo loans that were made uh, too close to the year of, uh, 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 of cancellation, they could be declared plausible and be exempt from being canceled. And Jesus departs from Hillel here. He calls for a return to the year of the Lord's favor or the year where all debts would be canceled and all slaves set free, period, where all debts all uh, slaves, uh, even those declared plausible. So other than these two cases, though, Jesus interpreted the Torah like a, a Hillelian Pharisee. The conflicts between Jesus and the Pharisees in the Gospels are the same conflicts the Hillelian Pharisees had with the, the Shammai Pharisees. And in those years, the Shammai Pharisees were still in positions of power and influence. But, but ultimately, the more progressive Hillelian Pharisees won. Uh, they won the interpretive debates in Judaism, and it was out of Hillelian and Phariseeism that uh, Rabbinic Judaism eventually 
eventually emerged and grew. And if you'd like a, a, a deeper history on this, uh, a fuller history, I want to recommend Karen Armstrong's book, The Great Transformation, The Beginning of Our Religious Traditions. But too, Gamaliel in the, in the book of Acts was also most likely a Pharisee from the more progressive school of Hillel. In Acts 5, verse 34, it says, But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Acts associates the Apostle Paul with Gamaliel. And in Acts 22.3, it says, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, brought up in this city. I studied, uh, studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. Uh, and, and Paul also expresses a very Hillelian way of interpreting the Torah in the book of Galatians, when in Galatians 5.14, he says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. All of this taken together, it makes a strong case for a more progressive form of Christianity that uses love as its interpretive lens. In, in this form of Christianity, we want to ensure that our interpretations of love also don't become sentimental or, or meaningless, and, and that we manifest that love through concern for a distributive justice for others. As uh, Dr. Emily Towns so rightly states, when you begin with the idea that, that God loves everyone, justice isn't very far behind. And this speaks volumes in the context of our debates that are still raging today between more fundamentalist or conservative sectors of Christianity and more progressive or, or liberal sectors. The early Jesus movement evolved during similar tensions, and the gospel characterizes Jesus as siding with the more compassionate Pharisees of his time. And as we shared earlier, there are exceptions to this. The two times that Jesus departs from the Hillel Pharisees to side with the, the Shammai Pharisees, that was over economic justice issues. And, and, and this says to me that the highest value was compassion. The highest value is distributive justice, treating one's neighbor as yourself as an extension of yourself, as you yourself would would like to be treated. If you were in the same situation, what would you want? And if we're to follow, if we're to follow the Jesus of the Gospels, we'll find ourselves also siding with those calling for a politics of compassion and, and distributive justice. We'll find ourselves doing so because our chief concern is <clears throat> love of neighbor and, 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 and our commitment to justice for our neighbor as we would want for ourselves. Now, today, political parties don't always get justice right because they're also endeavoring to balance the desire to stay in power. And one might most often, one party might get it right more than the other, but, but where they fail, we still have to choose to stand on the side of distributive justice. Remember, the goal is love of neighbor. Following Jesus 
we may find ourselves most often in in more harmony with political positions of compassion. But there will be times when we may be achieving compassion in one area, but we're going to have to be honest of when we're still missing the mark in another. There are discussions like this today between feminist and womanist. I also think of of wealthy LGBTQ people who who support uh, while equality on things like marriage. They're still in support of systemic harm towards those in their community who are poor or Christians who are concerned for the poor, but still deeply patriarchal and homophobic and biphobic and transphobic. And there are movements for economic justice, including within white Christianity, that are still deeply racist. So in the end, for me, it's it's no longer enough just to say that God is love. If our ideas of God's love, if that doesn't also address love of neighbor in a very real, concrete, material way, then we're still missing the mark. So in the spirit of the interpretive lens of Hillel and, and Jesus and, and Paul too, um, as Paul said, the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Heart group application, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-sight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what do politics of compassion look like for you? Share and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you'd like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries work, you can do so by going to renewedheartministries.com and clicking donate you can find renewed heart ministries on twitter facebook instagram threads if you haven't done so already please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our our daily posts and also if you enjoy listening to this podcast Take a moment this week to like and subscribe, and if it's possible on your whatever platform you're listening to this on, to, to leave us a positive review. This helps others find this podcast as well. You can watch our new YouTube show called Just Talking each week. Todd Leonard and I take uh, some time each week to talk about the gospel lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We, we endeavor to talk about those passages in the context of love and inclusion and and societal justice. Our hope is that our talking will be just talking as injustice, but that also our brief during our brief conversation, something might be said that'll inspire all of us to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find it at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd just talking and if you'd like to reach us here at renewed heart ministries through email you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com and lastly remember my new book finding jesus a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social political and economic teachings of the gospels is now also available at renewedheartministries.com right where you are keep living in love choosing compassion taking action and working toward justice i love each one of you dearly 
I'll see you next week.